All right, I just took my caffeine supplement, so we'll see how long it takes for that to actually, like, kick in. <laughs> oh, so, um, welcome to Abiding in Avalon. I am your host, Rebecca Thistle. Still no tagline. We'll get there, I'm sure, because I'm determined. Anyways, um, yes, I, uh, I started reading a book, and I was like, oh my gosh, I want to talk about this on my podcast. Um, because I have a podcast. <laughs> it's a running joke on uh, Christopher Titus's podcast. We have a podcast. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but I started reading this book. Actually, I started reading it like months ago. <laughs> but like, you know how like um, Apple books, they let you read a sample. And then, um, and then, you know, once you get to the end of that sample, like, you know, you've got to... Uh, you've got to buy the whole book in order to read the rest of the book because this is in the fucking library. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not complaining. I'm just, you know, pointing that out. So anyways, months ago, I uh, I had heard about um, Jeff Bridges, the dude, uh, <laughs> uh, talking about um, or doing promotion for for this, this uh, book that he'd written called the dude and the zen master now like when i was when i was you know researching dudism and you know and 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 kind of hyper fixated on that um almost a year ago actually um i had uh, come across a clip of him saying that he was baffled or flabbergasted i forget what exactly what word he used but he was like he was like i, I don't understand why this exists you know like <laughs> wow you know and I, you know and i don't think like he's he thinks it's bad, but um, apparently uh, he hadn't really thought about it or something. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know the full timeline on, you know, his life because I don't live his life, right? Um, but it would appear that he has a friend who was a Zen master, Bernie Glassman. And so I don't know if Bernie had approached him before he found out about Judaism or if he found about dudism and then he was, and therefore he was more receptive when Bernie approached him. But apparently, like, um, Bernie Glassman was one of the first uh, Zen masters in America back in the 60s when um, Zen came to America. <laughs> Excuse me. Not, not so much when it came to America, but when it actively started being taught specifically on the west coast because of course on the fucking west coast right anyways no hate to the west coast uh one of my uncles lives i have two uncles out on the on the west coast but one of them i said something about the west coast to him and he goes yeah it's the coast of the most <laughs> uh but uh anyways not the point not the point not the point uh so anyways he um so that's Barney Glassman. And um, he eventually came to know Jeff Bridges. Um, one way or another, I'm not entirely sure. But um, one day he turns to Jeff and he's like, you know, the dude is very zen. <laughs> and Jeff is, according to the, to the introduction, um, Jeff goes, what the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> <laughs> and so um Bernie like sat down and, and was like, Look at look at how the dude abides. Like, you know, this is just like he goes along, he goes with the flow. That's very zen. And it's you know and, and like 
I can't speak for everybody um, in the spiritual community, in the mainstream, in the not-so-mainstream, in the, you know, whatever. Um, but until I started learning about, uh, specifically Taoism, but, you know, there was sort of offshoots into, like, Zen Buddhism, um, I, uh, I had always thought of Zen as being chill, like, chill, but, like, unfazed, you know, almost like, um, Oh, which guards are at, at Buckingham Palace where like supposedly like you can kick them and then they're they're not gonna you know react to that's the stereotype. But I don't, I don't think you could actually don't kick a Buckingham Guard Palace. Anyways, what what Buckingham Palace Guard? There we go. <laughs> like I said, we're gonna see how long it takes for the caffeine to to kick in here. Um. So, anyways. Um, but I'd always thought of like Zen and, and, um, stoicism as just being like unfazed by anything. And then I started, you know, reading Taoism, um, and, you know, with, with some, uh, research <laughs> into Zen Buddhism, like I, I don't consider, consider myself an expert on either of these things, by the way, I just like, sort of like, Ooh, I read the Tao Te Ching and, and I really thought about it, and I, you know, read a little bit about Zen Buddhism. Like, you know, it's just smorgasbord of spiritual concepts that came to me. But I always thought of, you know, up until that point, I always thought of of Zen as being just like emotionless, unfazed by anything. But that's not necessarily true, um, because what is it, what is it that they say about Taoism, or like the, the philosophy of spiritual like the, it was the it, taking action through non-action, active non-action, or something like that, and it sounds like, wait, what, you know, <laughs> like you can't, you can't, you can't act from a place of non-action, but that's not quite what it is, it's, acting, you know, as Abraham Hicks likes to say, acting in flow. Um, and I, I've been thinking a lot about this. About, uh, we'll get to the book here in a minute. <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about this, this idea of acting through non-action and this like, um, you know, Abraham Hicks type stuff. Cause you know, you get into the LOA community and you fucking see it everywhere. You know? Um, but, um, but um bum bum <laughs> anyways uh acting through non-action like have you ever been in such a state of flow that you you don't have to consider your next action you just take it and so actually that's a great segue back into into the book so anyway so uh bernie glassman becomes friends with jeff bridges and says hey so the dude very zen and jeff's like what you know and so the two of them uh become friends and you know kind of start learning from each other and eventually what happens is they decide to spend um a week i guess um, hanging out and talking and having conversations and, you know, they record it and somebody transcribes it and takes some pictures and, 
Anyways, and uh, boom, the dude in the Zen Master is what that book is. So it's conversations between Bernie Glassman and Jeff Bridges. Um, and so, you know, and I'm, I'm fascinated by this. So I, months and months ago, I found out about this book and I, and I go find it. It's not on audio, which pisses me the fuck off, by the way. Um, but, uh, but it is available on iBooks or Apple books now, I guess. And, um, and I, and I think it's also available on Kindle and, you know, of course you can get a hard copy. Um, but you know, so, so months and months ago, I'm like, okay, it's on Apple books, you know, let me, so I, I read a sample, which I was, I was hesitant about because my previous experiences with Apple books, like it's accessible, but it's not, great um because if this is the first episode you've ever heard from me if this is your first interaction with me rebecca thistle then um you should know that i am blind ish <laughs> and so i don't read books i listen to books and so you know so turning on text to speech in apple books in the past like i could navigate but it was always very frustrating um but as I'm reading this sample, I'm like, oh my gosh, this, this accessibility features are good. But more to the point, like I'm actually, I'm hearing this book and I'm going, oh, wow. And it like just planted these, these seeds in my head that have, have, have been growing ever since. And unfortunately at that time I couldn't actually afford to buy the book. Um, but now I have. <laughs> Uh, I, I canceled Netflix, you know, six months ago and I, I figured, well, since I'm not a millionaire yet, I might as well, you know, spend 12 bucks on a book on Apple books. <laughs> and of course, dude in the Zen master, right? So, um, yes. Uh, but as I'm reading this, I'm like, oh my gosh, these are some like really cool concepts that I would really like to share on my podcast. So here we are. So this episode is, I've just given you the premise of the book. Um, but I want to talk about like one very specific concept from chapter one that has changed my life since I first read it months ago, changed everything. Actually mentioning it got me kicked out of the twin flames subreddit actually because <laughs> I said, I'm reading this book and then it made me think of this thing that Abraham Hicks said and apparently mentioning that I listened to Abraham Hicks was tantamount to quoting a, a an, an inaccurate source or you know I don't I don't know you can I, I don't care what you think about you know um Abraham Hicks I was, I was just citing my sources because I'm an English major. That's what I do. Anyways, um, but it's this concept of flow. Uh, Abraham Hicks calls it, you know, flowing downstream. So um, the book starts out, chapter one, uh, sometimes you eat the bear, sometimes the bear eats you. And, um, I always thought it was the bar. I guess that makes sense. This is a very, anyways. Um, and the first thing is Jeff says, you know, in preparation for, uh, the big Lebowski, uh, he trained 
with a master bowler, you know, someone who was a very a professional bowler, you know, very well trained and, you know, high ranking and all that. I don't follow professional bowling, but, you know, I assume master bowler is the proper title. Anyways, so Jeff kind of in an effort to, to understand this, uh, this character that he's about to play, he, he asks the must, the muster, the master bowler, you know, do you think that the dude would have any like, you know, pre rolling rituals, you know, like what do you, what do you, you know, do a little dance or, you know, shake things out or, you know, whatever. And the master bowler did tantamount to laughed in his face. <laughs> and, uh, anyways, uh, the, the point was that, that when, when you're bowling, when you're a really good bowler, you know, like, yeah, sure, you can do that sort of thing. But the more you psych yourself up and the more you, like, think about what you're doing, the less likely you are to get the results that you want from that frame. And so ultimately, the only thing that you can or should do is just let go of the ball, you know? Make sure that, you know, your toes don't go over the line because <laughs> then someone might pull their piece out on the lanes. <laughs> but ultimately, you just got to release the ball. Like, let it go. Trust that it's going to hit the pens. The pens? Yeah. <laughs> I just turned myself say writing to it. But, you know, the bowling pins. Then <laughs> um, it that you want it to, that it needs to, and then, you know, because you can do everything in preparation for throwing that ball, but at the end, of it, I I am, like, over-explaining this, I feel, because it's it's much more succinct, but, you know, you can do so much preparation, but at the end of the day, you release the ball, it's going to hit the pins that it's going to hit, and then you are going to adjust accordingly. And so Bernie hears that and, you know, they have a conversation. And eventually Bernie says um, that when he first started studying Zen, um, his teacher, his master, uh, gave him a little song to sing uh, that, that, that would help him understand some of these Zen concepts. And that song was, row, row, row your boat. Gently down the stream, merrily, 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 life is but a dream. <laughs> and it's kind of the same concept as, as the master bowler. Like, yeah, you know, you can psych yourself up and you can do these little rituals. But at the end of the day, you've just got to throw the ball. Like, that's it. But it's the same thing with um, rowing a boat. Yeah, you can you can research the proper techniques for rowing a boat. You can, you know, practice rowing a boat on a rowing machine before you actually get in the boat. Like, there's a lot of preparation you can do. But once you're actually in a boat on the water, you just got to row. You don't have to worry about, okay, do I row with this or first or that or first or do I do them at the same time or do I you know do this or do I do that or you know how do I how do I navigate in case of this you just start rowing 
and you and and you go with the flow of of the the river or the stream or you know whatever go with the flow down the stream and you adjust as needed you may have to you know stop off somewhere further down the stream and get some different oars that are better suited for what you're trying to do, where you're trying to go. You may have to change your um, means of propulsion, like your, you, you know, what kind of boat you're actually in. Eventually, you may have to change your rowing style to uh, adapt to, you know, much more um, intense <laughs> water flow. Uh, and again, you know, once things calm down, you may have, there's, there's so much you have to do, but in the moment you only row with what you have. That's it. You can't spend a lot of time questioning how to row, how to get down the stream you just go down the stream you go with the flow and that's that's what zen is and and like i said that's that's been sort of sitting in my brain for forever and i think part of the reason why it's been sitting in my brain for forever is because um at the time that i read that um like i said i was i was listening to abraham hicks quite a bit and um you know, and I, I have mixed feelings about Abraham Hicks, you know, as I, I have mixed feelings about everybody, to be honest with you. <laughs> there are very few things that I am just like 100% on board with. Um, you know, because there's, there's nuance and gray area on, on all fronts. But anyways, um, so when I read this, like I said, I'd been, I'd been listening to some Abraham Hicks. And so I think I was more receptive because I was trying to understand this, like, downstream uh idea that um that they keep putting forward is you know you just you go downstream don't swim upstream or you know don't propel yourself upstream because then you're going against the flow you just got to go with the flow and so this brings you back to the to the action of non-action you're just going with the flow um i had a friend uh, helping me clean one day and um and and she and her cleaning style was all over the place she was she would start with the dishes in the sink and then she'd move into the bedroom and then you know and then she'd come back to the you know to, to clean the stove and then and then she'd go back to the dishes in the sink and, and she'd do something in the living room and then she'd take out the trash um and then she'd you know it was it was all over the place and she turned to me and she said I'm sorry, like, I, I have ADHD, like, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just gonna, and, and I sat there, and I'm like, but no, that, like, A, you're helping me, why would I complain, and B, like, do what feels right, and so, I think, I think in a lot of ways, even though a lot of, like, spiritual, um, concepts and uh practices and all that don't don't often take neurodivergent brains into mind i think i think that neurodivergent brains can grasp those concepts and um, because i think so much about 
following the dopamine. You know what I mean? Like, you go, ooh, I wonder about this. And, you know, and so you start researching that thing. And and then you, and then, and then in the process of that, you come across a concept that you don't quite understand. And then, so you start researching that. And, you know, and it, it, it's like bouncing around on Wikipedia, right? I mean, I don't do that, but some people do. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that, I think that is probably like, one of one of the things that I'm always like weirded out by is when you know like Eddie Izzard did this whole thing where she talked about um about Wikipedia there's it's it's out there on YouTube and and she was like yeah so you know you start reading uh an article about one thing and the next thing you know you're you've clicked on a little blue word and you know now you're learning about helicopters <laughs> And then the history of paper and stuff like that, because you, you're you're bouncing around on Wikipedia, and I'm just sort of like, I I I, I don't generally do that. Like, I mean, <clears throat> I guess sometimes I do, but generally to the point. If I'm on a Wikipedia page, I'm like, okay, I'm just wanting some basic knowledge about something, and then if something pops off in my brain, then I will, you know, research that thing. <clears throat> and so it's very rare that I go from one Wikipedia page to to another, but I do follow the dopamine. Um, and and I'm kind of like that on um, on YouTube actually, <laughs> or like I'll be watching a video on why the Amish don't have beards, but or don't have mustaches, but they do have beards. The Amish clearly have, you know. Anyways, that's a whole funny thing. Um, but then somehow I find myself learning about how to shovel snow <laughs> and you know and, and and so like i but anyways that is that is the that is that is what acting from non-action is is where you just follow the next right step you follow what feels right you don't spend a lot of time grasping you know like okay what should the next step be and you know, and to 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 put it in context of, of this podcast, <laughs> like the last three episodes um, of this show, I you know basically sort of introduced uh, this idea of neurospicy spirituality and a couple of areas where I feel like um, neurospicy people, you know, get hung up in spirituality, and then I'm like, well, you know, and then I, I, you know, kind of, after I recorded those episodes, I went, oh, I don't know what I'm going to talk about next, and then, and then I remembered the dude in the Zen Master. <laughs> it just popped out of my head. I'm like, oh, Oh, well, you know, let me go back and, and read that sample again and, and look at my bank account and boom, I had enough to buy to buy the, the, the book because, you know, uh, canceling my Netflix subscription didn't make me a millionaire, but, you know, <laughs> now I have $12 to buy this book. <laughs> so that's good. Um, is it going to make me a millionaire? I don't know. We'll see. But in the meantime, I'm just roaming downstream. Merrily, merrily, merrily. <laughs> Anyways, so 
as I as I've started reading through the book thus far, I have I've sort of realized like this this is gonna be good. So um, yeah, <laughs> tune in next week, <laughs> next time for the next chapter I guess next concept that comes out in the next chapter um, from the dude and the Zen master let's let's explore this together so um, I don't know how to end this because I don't have a tagline anyways <laughs> be excellent to each other I guess and abide my dudes abide <laughs>